it is time to keep your appointment with the Wicker Man. right in all right welcome to chewing the scenery horror movie podcast this is a podcast where we talk about horror movies of all eras and uh that includes the future <laughs> we established that yes uh, we'll, we'll talk about what's going to suck about movies that have not been made yet the han solo movie oh that's gonna be bad <laughs> it sucks people i'm telling you right now I'm predicting it garbage garbage movie anyway we're gonna go spoil on. we're gonna spoil the ones we talk about um for the most part usually and uh we're not film critics we're just people who uh dig horror movies talking about them thank you to the moon rays for giving us the intro creature features song at the beginning of the show you can find their music on itunes or amazon you can find them on facebook where they are the moon dash rays all right um, what have you watched since last time, Julian? Oh, um, I watched uh, Witchboard. You finally watched Witchboard? <laughs> yes. Oh, oh nice. my! Did you love what, it? What did you, what did you think? <laughs> well, I, I looked it up in, uh, I think, uh, the Psychotronic Encyclopedia. and it, uh, Four stars. <laughs> <laughs> Out of 20. <laughs> I, I put a little dot next to movies that I've seen before, you know. Uh-huh. And I had seen it before. Oh, okay. I just completely forgot it. It's that good. It is that good. <laughs> you had seen it. I couldn't got, tell you what was in it. It's got Tony Katane in it. She's the woman in the White Snake mm -hmm. videos. Yeah, the one who's doing the splits on uh, what's probably not David Coverdale's car. I think it was a Mercedes. <laughs> yeah. It was probably a rental. Yeah, I think so. They're yeah. like, what did you do to it? <laughs> so anyway, it was, it was on TV, and so I checked it out. Oh, Nice. I thought it was a really bland eighties <laughs> photography. And, um, I can't think of anything I liked about it really. I watched it the whole thing, so it wasn't the, the boring. One, the one jump scare that you get with that character Malfator. Yeah, is, that's like, good. That guy playing him, he had an interesting face. I wanted to see more of him. Yeah, and and I I assumed there would be still photos or at least a GIF of that. Yes, it's pronounced GIF. Mm -hmm. Um. Where he, what is, is it? Tony Katane's character turns around and then he's just there, chops her head with an axe, and then it, she wakes up from a dream. Yeah, that's the jump scare. Um, I didn't jump. It got me. It got me by surprise the first time I saw it, like thirty years ago. Okay. I think. I don't know. <laughs> anyway, so overall, I'm not impressed. Not really. No. All right. It's a pan. Sorry. <laughs> so the remake of Witchboard. <laughs> is that is that true? 
No, I'm kidding. There's quite I mean, a bunch could, of sequels, isn't there? Uh, probably. They're remaking it, I'm sure. <laughs> so, what else? Uh, I also saw Soft Skin, which is a Francois Truffaut film from 1964, which is really good. I hadn't, I hadn't heard about it before. Yeah, I've not it's heard really, that one. Really good movie, really interesting. How did that hide from you? I don't know. You've got pretty good radar. Yeah, it's it's one of his films that got overlooked, kind of, because he he just made like uh, he'd made his like the four hundred blows and you know his his initial three or four movies, which were which two. Like, wowed everybody. <laughs> <laughs> he was, yeah, that was, yeah, was, was really good. Is is kind of one of his uh, when he was working on the Hitchcock project. Oh. So you've got all the traces of it's kind of an affair, uh, but it's shot as if it's a Hitchcocking thriller. Oh, okay. So it's uh, yeah, I, I check it out. It's some really nice editing and really, really well done film all round. Um, uh, you know, it, it's like uh, this guy who who cheats on his gorgeous French wife for uh, another gorgeous French woman. <laughs> Man, it was Man. a lateral move. Yeah, um, yeah, it was really good. Uh, also saw from the life of the marionettes, which is like a. Ingmar Bergman film from 1980. Really? Um, and, uh, yeah, I didn't like that one much at all. Kind of, I saw that, and then the next film I watched after that was The Toxic Avenger Part 3. Oh, that's <laughs> also yeah. a Truffaut film. <laughs> and I thought, uh, it's like uh, Marinette's begins with this, he, this guy goes into this peep show and he, he pays to have one of the women stay behind with him and and uh, so he like uh, chases her around the studio and kills her, and then has sex with her. <laughs> it's just wait, so wait. sleazy. In, in what order does this happen? The order I said. You heard. <laughs> um, yeah, it's like wow, this is pretty darn sleazy. You know, this is, this goes further than most of the slasher movies. Yeah, I can't think of anything that that would have gone further than that at the time. Um, yeah, so I saw that, uh, Toxic Avenger 3 and 4. Um, <laughs> uh, Into the Woods, which is like whoa, the recent whoa, whoa. Which of Stephen the Toxic Sondheim. Avenger sequels would you recommend uh, out of those two? If, uh, I, I can only watch If you're going to sit down and watch uh, a Toxic Avenger where they promise to go over the top, and the one that actually delivers is the fourth one. Okay. It's just so sick. So bad taste. Excellent. So crude. I've seen the first two. Unlike other trauma films. <laughs> yeah, this one really goes for it. Really. Uh, yeah, I won't tell you what happens, but it's... All right. It's, <laughs> it's appalling. <laughs> um, yeah, and then I'll... Uh, what, Into the Woods, which is like the Stephen Sondheim musical movie. Oh, okay, yeah. With uh, Meryl Streep as a witch. It's like a whole bunch of... Fairy tales. Fairy tales together. combined. And they actually do the scene, the gory bits from Cinderella. Oh, the they don't show the, show the gore, but you know that's in there. Oh, okay, that's what they do to fit the slippers. Yeah, but yeah, that was really good. And I saw a, this uh, Hong Kong martial arts film called Her "Holy Flame of the Martial World," Hell which is flame. one of those really bonkers, <laughs> you know, magic using kung fu films in the early eighties. You know, after uh, like Zhu uh, Warriors came out, it's just uh, people flying around and ray beams and before wire work oh there's lots of wire work wire work have been around for a a while yeah that's like a 
um, in, in wuxia movies had lots of people defying gravity hmm. they just had better ways to hide it than well this is like pre pre CG. sophisticated cgs yeah. so they couldn't paint them out yeah they just, just had to you know, hide them in mist and things or uh, just open the camera up a stop or two and let it flare out with the with the light well, yeah, like uh, on uh, The Exorcist, what they did was they painted, um, they painted the wires light and dark, uh -huh. so that uh, you wouldn't have a single color of wire showing up against the light and dark of the background. Yeah, and that hid it pretty well. Yeah, if you watch on the Blu-ray, you can spot them, but oh, well. you know, just on a soft copies that Blu-ray, you, you know, you saw before then. The yeah, yeah, some. it does. It is. Bit too harsh in some movies. Uh, David Lynch talks about watching something in high def and realizing that there were wood screws in the side oh. of the computer panel or something. <laughs> yeah, you know, just clear, you know, drywall screws. Yeah, the wrong kind of nails in mm -hmm. period buildings and things. Yeah, that does take you out of it if you not even that stuff. not even just wrong details just like you can clearly tell that's made out of plywood mm -hmm. because you can see the paint over it and just the wood grain shows that's why up. i still use vhs yeah it hides i have it. all my blu-rays converted to vhs it hides uh, a multitude of sins uh, and uh if, if a film is made for high definition it's just too harsh in some movies yeah if they restore them right then it's great but if they overcorrect them yeah. Just destroys them. Nobody wants to see your pores. <laughs> that's, that's the bottom line. But uh, yeah, that said, they've done a 4K restoration of a remastering of uh, RAN. So I'll have to yeah. buy that. So <laughs> that'll be like the fifth or sixth time I've bought that movie. Oh, man. Anyway, uh, apart from Wicker Man, that's it. Hmm. I watched both Wicker Mans. So I had recently watched well in recent years had watched uh, the original so it was good to get a rewatch <clears throat> um there was some documentary i think it's called the heroin highway and it was like cape cod massachusetts and it's, i think it's a series maybe oh, of oh, documentaries yeah you th you wouldn't think that's the pl that's the place are where you kidding heroin? no i'm not exactly the place i would do, do they take that lyric out of the song <laughs> they um showed a lot of young people who were uh, not doing well. And a couple of them died before the end of filming. So they said as much, mm -hmm. you know, they, there's that thing where it shows them kind of being themselves and then the sound kind of fades out. And then you see the text. You can always tell when they set up that shot. And they Killed went, in Vietnam. Yeah. <laughs> by their own troops. Uh, but it, it was really tragic and sad because I know that has reached epidemic proportions that you've not seen since the, um, the 90s in Seattle, <laughs> which is the best example I could give you of one mm. of, uh, you know, time and place it was the mid 90s to the late 90s in Seattle. Apparently it's way worse than that now in every small town in the Midwest, all the way to the East Coast. And so they're not into meth up there like we are. Um, apparently, uh, he means Colorado, not this <laughs> podcast. What? <laughs> yeah. Oh, sure. Yeah. Meth. Only once or twice. <laughs> the meth cast. Yeah. Isn't that the slogan? Math yeah. only once or twice. Yeah. It's like, a, you'll find out it's not for you. Yeah. You'll, you'll move on. 
after all your teeth fall out. But it is tragic. It, it uh, shouldn't be underestimated uh, how far reaching the problem is. And, uh, you know, to, to see the reality of it explains a lot. I have, I have one nephew in particular who has posted on Facebook a lot that people, I mean, this guy's in his, you know, mid-20s. And he's lost a lot of classmates to heroin overdoses. Oh yeah, I, so so did I. <sighs> this generation, man, it's man. <laughs> we could handle our drugs, not like these millennials. <laughs> no, I, I remember being at house parties, and there'd always be that one room, and uh, <laughs> one like room. The, sometimes the door would open, and then this this like ghastly face would peer out. <laughs> oh, you're having a great time in there, I can tell. Oh yeah, I was usually in that room. <laughs> Of course, Jolien was in England, so it was Gollum in that room. Yeah. Close the door! Um, so outside of that, I watched uh, all the DVD extras of uh, An American Werewolf in London. Sounds like we're in Switzerland here. with a... You know, I was going to say, I'm glad I thought of the right cocktail to give you guys that sounds like a freaking cowbell. Oh. <laughs> We should be talking about a Christopher Walken movie if we're going to drink things that sound like cowbells. That's a Moscow mule for anybody who has never tried one. They're tasty. But we'll they... put the recipe up on the yeah, you on know Instagram or yeah. something. Why not? Sure. You know, there are worse things. Um, so that's, other than watching half of uh, Return of the Vampire, that's about all I got in okay. this past week. We had... Uh, um, handmade fairs or craft fairs, whatever you want to call them. Um, and it was busier than holiday show. I don't know what it is about this company and how well they promote their stuff, but man, the show was, where was this? It was at the Exodo center. It's called Denver flea. Oh, okay. It's not a flea market, but you know, so the name is deceiving, but it's, uh, it's a cool handmade fair. A uh, lot of booze, well promoted, it was pretty much nonstop action the whole time. So we, we did holiday numbers and that's Sounds a Sounds good... a little bit like Summer Isle. <laughs> hey, that's a good transition. Um so yeah, well, what did we will see? Yeah, that, well that's uh, the last of I watched uh other than Wicker Man's. <laughs> I watched a movie called Hannibal Takes Edinburgh, which is a comedian from Brooklyn who goes to the Fringe Fest. Is he a cannibal? No. <laughs> is Hannibal. Hannibal Burris? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, he's pretty funny. He is. But he loses his mind about... It's 30 days of, like, multiple shows per day. Mm -hmm. And he loses his mind about day 14. <laughs> and he finally gets it back, but there's some times where he just, like, storms off stage. Like, he's just, screw you guys, I'm leaving. <laughs> but... Yeah, he doesn't sound, from what I've heard him do in his um, stand-up routine, it doesn't sound like he would put up with anything he didn't want to. No. <laughs> but total, total random film we just picked. It's good, though. Just scroll through Netflix, not looking, and just pick one. I did that once, and our next-door neighbor was in the movie. Really? Uh-huh. It was, uh... It was about um, real. It was that camera you installed in their house. <laughs> he didn't know. <laughs> Go to the closed. I didn't say he knew. Closed circuit channel. <laughs> no, it was a documentary about real bearded Santas, and uh, my neighbor was um, dating one of them. It's called "I Am Santa Claus." 
I'm sure Real Bearded Santa is, is the dirtiest website out there. <laughs> RealBeardedSantas.com. I saw some guy at the library surfing that page once. <laughs> so what else? What else did you watch? <laughs> That's it. I haven't watched anything really. We've been shy of watching the Americans because yeah. So you, how many Wickermans have you seen? I've seen the two of them. Okay. Both Wickermans. They're like bookends. <laughs> I first saw Wickerman at your house, at Jolien's okay. house. Um, probably 2005 or something. All right. And then I had a copy. I made, borrowed it and made a copy. Mm. Well, the, there is a, a sequel that like the uh, director of the British one did, like Rob, Robin Hardy did, uh, called really? Wicker Tree, I think. Oh, have you seen it? No. Mm. I don't think many people have it kind of went direct to video but it's, it's like christian rock band from america goes to they they want to go out to places they think need saving okay so. sounds good let's find it <laughs> <laughs> i don't know what costume they dress up in it was released on eight millimeter <laughs> super eight yes nicholas cage could investigate that couldn't he yes mm. yeah Yes. Have you seen 8mm? Yeah. Yeah. I, I remember enjoying it to some extent. Mm-hmm. Um, well, he's good in anything. Yeah, he's always watchable, isn't he? Yeah. Well, yeah. I, I kind of feel that way about Christopher Walken as well. It's like, I just put him in whatever movie and it's worth a watch, you know, mm-hmm. just to see what happens. I think Nicolas Cage is more out there. Walken, yeah. you're always going to get Walken, but you don't know what... <clears throat> What you're going to get with Nicolas Cage. Now, I remember a comedian one time saying that uh, after a certain point, Jack Nicholson was just doing Jack Nicholson. Mm -hmm. He wasn't being himself anymore. He was doing Jack Nicholson. And I kind of feel like Walken is the same way. I think after a certain point, he realized, oh, this weird cadence works, you know? Yeah. And just started turning the dial up a bit on it, and that's just what he does now. Yeah. Being himself is his shtick. And I think Nicolas Cage, a whether he's aware of it. master thespian. <laughs> uh, he knows to, to change it up, make it different. Yeah. Yeah, so um, we all watch The Wicker Mans. Uh, the 1973 version and the 2006. Yeah, I didn't watch that one again. You didn't watch it <laughs> no. again? Tell us why. Oh, man. I was too busy. And I don't have a copy of it. Oh, I would have lent you one. (laughs) Oh, sorry. I didn't mention that fact. Uh, We should start a GoFundMe page to buy buy the deluxe. Will somebody send Jolene a copy (laughs) The Criterion Edition. Man. The Nicolas Cage version. uh, Going back to England for uh, seeing my parents this year. So I'm going to look for the um, the UK release of uh, the original Wicker Man because it's like a triple disc. So you get all the versions on it in Blu-ray, and and uh, they have a, the soundtrack as a CD. So I'll look for that. <clears throat> the uh, the the DVD I've got, although it has you know both cuts on it, uh, the quality's a bit off. Yeah, I the copy I got from you um, encoded poorly, so the picture kept going out, getting <laughs> okay. you know. If anything moved fast, the picture would pixelate. And, <laughs> I copied then, it for you? No, I copied it from you. Oh, okay. 
I borrowed it when we were at the oh, art didn't, store. Didn't think I had the technology to do that. No, I did it. I okay. You're the bootlegging pirate. Yeah, I'm the pirate here. <laughs> so let's let's Arr. let's start at the beginning with this, Jolien. What was your first experience with the, the Wicker Man? Uh, what do you hear about it? Because it's got such a high reputation. Yeah. In, mm-hmm. in, amongst movie lovers in the UK, and I was a fan of League of Gentlemen. Oh yeah, which is yeah, a comedy very much. And they said Wicker Man was their source for right. Royston Vasey. <laughs> yes, and we had to track it down. Of course, Jolyon had a copy. Okay, <laughs> and he invited us over to watch it. Yeah, and uh, and then yeah, I've watched it a couple times since. Uh, it's been a couple of years though, and mm. I've watched the Nicolas Cage one probably three or four right. times, just because <laughs> I can't believe how terrible it is. Now, when you saw the original for the first time, uh, were you surprised at how much folky music and nudity there was? Folky music, nudity, no. Folky music, yeah. But it was the 70s. Yeah. So it seemed very song, singer-songwriter time period. Yeah, I mean, that's fair. I love the soundtrack. Yeah. Yeah, there's nothing quite like it, is there? Yeah, there's like two old songs. Like One of them is really old. Like, like one of the like the 1960s. Oh yeah, <laughs> 1960s BC. Um, <laughs> Which one is that? Is uh, that the, the one they sing at the end when they oh okay torch it. That's like uh, one of the uh, oldest uh, songs that's been preserved. Yeah, it's uh, it's the oldest. There's two kinds of song like counterpoint and six part something. Uh, I can't remember, but. It's like, yeah, very old. It's uh, twelfth century. Okay. Um, you know, I, I, you know, songs that have been written down so that you can still perform as they were. Yeah. And uh, it was it, it was in this particular kind of English, like it's West. I think it was Wessex. Okay. Uh, so the this the it's old English uh-huh. of that certain kind, and then in modern English, it's like. Uh, there's a line in it about a bully goat farting. So it's one of the... <laughs> they, don't, they don't use that version in the movie, but uh, that's interesting. <laughs> they, they left that on the cutting room floor. <laughs> but yeah, yeah, and it had, it's got like its reputation and it lives up to it. And I think the first cut of it must have been the shortened one, like the 80-something minute one I saw. Yeah. But it was still good. Yeah. So what would you say makes it a horror movie? Um, we've got that whole idea. It, it, it feeds into that. Um, there were several movies about uh, like confronting paganism that came out around that time. And uh, and also the, uh, the horror movies where there's a conspiracy, there's some kind of cult, mm-hmm. uh, and which often end with the person being told that he came willingly, mm-hmm. which was a requirement of the ceremony. And they yeah. right. tricked into being there willingly, um, so that you know you can trace that back through uh, like Night of the Demon, and which comes from seventh casting the runes, and, yeah, seventh victim. And, that um, even happened in the witch when uh, when the young boy ends up at the doorstep of the witch, who's at, mm, fir- at mm-hmm. first attractive and yeah. then and then gnarly. Right, right. So he he sort of yeah yeah. So if you're if you're into Wicker Man, and then I recommend um, Blood and Satan's Claw. Which is another great British one, uh, and there's this weird one I like called uh, Tamlin. Uh, not many people have seen that. 
directed by Roddy McDowell. Really? Wow. Starring Ava Gardner. Um, Stephanie Beecham's in it. Um, uh, Johnny Lumley is in it. It's one of the oh, okay. Cult. Uh, it's a cool movie with another kind of yeah. uh, psych folk soundtrack. Um, uh, there's a more recent one called A Field in England, which is like an English Civil War setting. Okay. That gets really psyche. Yeah. Yeah. People eat these mushrooms out in the field. And, oh, neat. <laughs> yeah. You kind of lose touch of what's actually happening. But yeah. It, um, so, uh, yeah, it was a really cool movie. So I, it's I a whole sub genre. Yeah, it's definitely a, a horror movie. There was definitely a version of Satanic Panic that was sort of happening in the 60s and 70s, mm-hmm. which is what made Rosemary's Baby and. The Exorcist so particularly scary in, mm. in their day, and I think this is the stuff that maybe got, you know, less less press than those movies, those books made into movies. Um, you know, those were more mainstream, but these these were something that, in its time, you had to go out of your way to see them. You know, as far as theatrical showings, and then finally when they came to VHS, I'm sure it was hard to get The Wicker Man versus. Right. Versus well, the Wicker Man, like the uh, the the original reels of it, uh, legend has it they are actually buried, They're not just like really uh, hidden. Uh, legend has it they're they're uh, they're put in a part of a concrete pillars in on a motorway. Stone. Hmm. Why? <laughs> uh, the Did the studio throw them out or? Yeah, there was there was a changeover. You know, when studios change. Yeah, ownership and new producers and execs come in. They kind of they enjoy trashing. Yeah, what's been done before, out of spite or whatever. <laughs> uh, like when Wicker Man, uh, when they were planning on making it, um, it was a company called British Lion, and uh, they were having trouble with the unions. They had to get a film made in order to keep the union happy. So this okay. had to be really rushed. Oh, okay. Uh, so this was. Uh, it wasn't shot under ideal conditions, and uh, it was shot in winter mm. uh, up in Scotland on the mm. coast. So they, these people were like freezing. Yeah, and especially it, the nude women. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I want to jump over the fire again just to warm up. Yeah. So they they were. Um, uh, yeah, they're, they're really freezing. They they had to like bring in like fake trees or or you know uh, stick flowers onto things yeah and then it was all lit really carefully so it looks like summer so you think you're looking at summer when you're watching it yeah and you think it's actually mayday but it's not up, oh, which that's... it will be in four days yes as and, we record this and by the way um total side note but on the way over here i was saying today is either mario baba's birthday or death day <laughs> It was his death day. Oh. Yeah. We're recording this. Mario. On, yeah. On the 27th. All right. Um, we salute Mario. Yeah. Yeah. We're going to pour one out for our homie. Well, by pour out, I mean drink. I'm all out. Uh, yeah. So. Um, cowbell is empty. Uh, if you listen to the commentary um, with Edward Woodward, um, uh-huh. he tells a story about when they're shooting the end scenes where he's like being stripped. Yeah. Uh, his feet were just blue. Oh, and he was so cold, and he he uh, he he stuck his feet between Ingrid Pitt's legs <laughs> to warm them up. <laughs> no kidding. And she she uh, said he should do that. He oh. didn't. He didn't like just pull a Go. fast kung fu move on it. Yeah, <laughs> right. 
<laughs> oh man. So when you watched the remake, did you spot the missing poster of the actor? Well, the actor in character, I suppose, on the wall of the police station. Mm. I guess that's a little Easter egg that we were. Oh, I didn't see that. I read about it after the fact. I didn't notice it myself. But well, appara- but that apparently... requires another watch. <laughs> okay. <laughs> More things to enjoy. Yes. Yeah. Um, so, any other inside interesting information on the filming? Oh, but we we're going to talk about it more. I'll probably remember more. Oh well, let's I've, see. Um, I didn't. I haven't had time to research this. So. Now, the 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 sergeant was supposed to be the pilot of the sh- of the boat or the um the seaplane rather. Yeah. Okay. I wanted to be clear on that because I looked away for a minute and I said, "Was there a pilot or is he the pilot?" He yeah. yeah he's, the only, he's the only person. Now you you don't trust Nicholas Cage's character to be a pilot. <laughs> no, that would not make sense. No. So he has to hitch a ride. Yeah, I know. I know. What is with the beginning of this movie? <laughs> this would be the 2006 uh, remake? Update. Question mark. <laughs> Wicker Man 2.0. Yeah. Um, the superior Wicker Man. We'll just go ahead and say it. <laughs> the corrected version. Yes. Uh, what is with the beginning? What is with that car wreck? What? Does that did that really happen? Um, I noticed something about that car wreck. I don't know if you noticed. What? You know what kind of vehicle it was? It was a station wagon. Not just a station wagon, a woody. Yeah. So it had wood grain and it burst into flames. Of course. It was kinda of like a oh. Yeah, it was it was it was its That's own pirate. Yeah. A little oh, foreshadowing. Boy. A little wink from the director. Way more clever than I gave it credit for. And, yeah. and you can take a drink every time you see that scene. Um, yeah, then you'll be hammered by the end of this thing. <laughs> so so you have uh, Nicolas Cage as a motorcycle cop. So he gets to wear the cool leather jacket. Does he have mirror shades? I think he does. Yeah. It kind of looks like a... Yeah, electric I don't eyes remember. Blue. Looks like a tall version of the T2. Played <laughs> yeah. by Robert Patrick. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, by the way, other things from our last cast. Um, when I mentioned that Dana Gould used to live in Roddy McDowell's old house, I wasn't tying that into Dr. Zayas specifically because I know that he played Cornelius. Um, I don't remember the actor who played Dr. Zayas, but uh, it was just a general Planet of the Apes tie-in. Yeah. And I've since convinced myself that Jason Patrick has nothing to do with T2. Jason Patrick. <laughs> Who I believe is in Speed 2. Um, whether he was or he wasn't, he was in Lost Boys, most importantly. Oh, man, that's a piece of crap movie. My own brother, a goddamn <laughs> shit-sucking vampire. <laughs> oh, man. I remember loving Lost Boys and then watching it again as an adult, we'll say. You ruined it by watching it again. <laughs> wow, it is unbelievably bad. The uh-huh. horny grandpa made me want to kill myself. <laughs> was so bad the whole foxy grandpa bit <laughs> next week on chewing the scenery oh, let's please let's watch it lost boys next week tune in uh anyway back to the wicker man <laughs> see the, the lost boys make you want to go running back to nicholas cage and apologize for everything you said about him <laughs> mm. <laughs> he's like wow oh, imagine if he was in that that would have been lost so boy that oh, would have been great man. 
he'd have to be the head vampire. Coming off of Raising or, or the Van Arizona. character. How do those maggots taste, Maggle? <laughs> he'd make a good uh, Van Helsing, wouldn't he? Like I think, a yeah, because you know, Van Helsing's what? a nut. Plug him in into any role, and he he'd make a good <laughs> Hamlet. <laughs> yeah. Hamlet, yeah. You know what? Dorothy. Yeah. <laughs> You are talking about the FDR. Wizard of Oz. FDR. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Lyndon Johnson? Yeah. Even better. Fuck Brian Cranston. Where's Nicolas Cage? So, so back to The Wicker Man, 2006. Can you believe it's been... Is it 2006 or seven? I believe it's 2006. Ten years? Yes. When's the Criterion Edition <laughs> ten year it's anniversary out this box year. set? <laughs> the four uh, K version Blu Ray. Oh, they're coming, coming out. out with uh, a Blu Ray of Carnival of Souls. Good, because that's actually a good precursor to a lot of other mm-hmm. stuff, mm-hmm. including Night of the Living Dead. That was sixty four, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Like three full years before they even filmed Night of the Living Dead. Yeah, filmed over in Salt Lake City. Oh, yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah, where the water was warm. <laughs> <laughs> because there was a lot of stuff where people had to come out of the water. Yeah. All right, so when did you first see the Nicolas Cage version of The Wicker Man? Opening Early. night, 2006. <laughs> <laughs> were you at the premiere? I was at the premiere. <laughs> Nick invited me. I saw it a couple of months ago. <laughs> yeah. Um, I saw it a couple of nights ago. I don't remember when I saw it. I remember being appalled that they were making it, um, having seen the original. But it's so appallingly bad, it can't touch the original in any way. <laughs> it's its but own then, thing. then laugh for laugh, the original doesn't have it against the new one. No. No. Nah. Just no. Although uh, Eugenia, who should have been here to talk about this film for whatever reason, um, pointed out the pagans in the original one are all kind of happy-go-lucky pagans. You know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're not sinister. They're not sinister. Although it's an ominous tone when he first gets the. Well, they are. They the are island. kind of malicious, aren't they? They're, well, they're malicious. There's they're this not... conspiracy going on, and they're having a pretty good time about it. Oh, they're it. having a great time. Whereas the remake, everybody was so dour, mm. yeah, and awful. That, yeah, you, know, you wonder why one stays there. Yeah. Whereas just to see Christopher Lee's hair. Oh yeah. In this film, is fantastic. It's meant to remind you of the sun. Like he's always wearing like orange or something. Mm-hmm. Now here here's a big difference between the first one and the second one, other than the happy go lucky pagans. And uh what the hell is up with Summer Isle versus Summer's Isle? I noticed this when I was writing my notes. Every time I had to write Summer's Isle from the remake, what's what's what I didn't it? notice that. Yeah, yeah. Mm. It's uh Sister Summer's Isle versus Lord Summer Isle. Okay. Maybe um, uh Nicholas Cage just He's like, Toss that in he's there. Like, man, I want that S in there real bad. <laughs> he just kept putting it in there and didn't realize. Who knows? <laughs> like, you know, the thing, uh, re- watching the original again, uh, I realized uh, it's so much sexier. Oh yeah. And uh, I'm not. I'm not just talking about Britt Eklund and Ingrid Pitt. I'm, it's uh, it's like this general atmosphere of yeah, you know, eroticism and people being in touch with the uh, natures versus the uh, the guy who denies himself. And, yeah. 
In he should have just gone over to her room. <laughs> she sang him a song and everything. Yeah, beautiful song. Pretty hot. Yeah, she wasn't even wearing clothes when she sang it. He should have been able to tell. Well, well those new songs are written by this guy from New York. Oh, really? Uh, Paul Giamatti, I think. Oh, the name. actor. <laughs> no, it's not Can't the actor. Be. Is it Paul Giamatti? We can look it's, it up. Yeah, it's, it's, it's some Italian It's name. very close. But um, Is it on the back of this? Because I thought of that one. I was like, ooh, Paul Giamatti. <laughs> yeah, so he, he's from New York, and he put together this group of uh, recent music school graduates and uh, to do this new soundtrack, and they called themselves uh, Magnet. Oh, okay. Um, but yeah, so it's this kind of psych folk uh, music blending in with the, the original songs. Yeah. Let's scroll through this and see what they have for music. <laughs> yeah, but they play that uh, song quite a bit on, um, as this uh, program on uh, BBC Radio 6 Music uh, on the weekends called Freakier Zone. And uh, they often play bits in that soundtrack. Kind of strange and beautiful stuff. Yeah. Paul Giovanni. Paul Giovanni. Giovanni. Okay. Yeah. He's known for The Wicker Man. <laughs> Hostel? Really? Well, uh, no. Uh, Hostel. Uh, Sneaker Pimps did a cover of that Willow song. Oh, for. Okay. And they called it How Do. Um, okay. So he's credited as a That turns up in their Hostel soundtrack. Oh. Okay. So it's been covered a few times. Ah. That's funny that that would come up as, as a credit, but yeah, he was a... Oh, he was an actor in The Wicker Man also. Yeah, he's. you can see him at the end when uh, they've they've put the robe on the policeman. Yeah. And uh, in one of the close-ups where he's talking <clears throat> back to them, you can see... Oh, okay. Paul Giovanni behind him. Now, did you find it interesting that there was a a very um, very straight laced, quote unquote, normal world uh, look and feel to everybody on the island? Like mm -hmm. everybody had really just straightforward. Like this is what everyone. Well, lots of them are just locals. They're, so they're filming on, on the west coast of Scotland. And, well, sure, but yeah. I mean, as far as the the um, in in the in the universe of this movie, mm. everybody's wearing just what everyone else would be wearing in the rest of the UK, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, there was some... They weren't running around in, like, deer hides or... No. You know, they weren't being overtly Weird pagan. beer bead keeper outfits. <laughs> right. That's true, too, in the remake. Um, so, it, so it does sort of disguise what they're really up to, is, is my point. Mm -hmm. um, so everything at a glance appears to be quite normal, and then uh, there's all this resistance and this uncooperative attitude. Yes, Oh, he's such an ass, though. Oh, he is. He's he very comes arrogant. In and he starts. But don't you feel kind of? Uh, I kind of feel a respect for him as well because he sticks to his guns. True. Uh, he, you know, it, it, he's he's the Christian and they're all pagans. But it doesn't portray either religion as silly or or wrong. Yeah. Uh, he's you know as far as he's concerned at the end of it, he's he becomes a martyr. Yeah. And his religion, you know, he, he's, his God is with him. He's triumphing. Uh, you know, he's, he's afraid, but yeah, he's, he's still got his faith. It doesn't break him down. Yeah, he never wavers. Uh, you, know, he, you know, he has these huge arguments in his face all the time, but yeah, he's still with it. And apparently, uh, like Christopher Lee said um, on the commentary that they showed this in the South. Uh-huh. 
and uh, so and, and he, he you know he went on tour with the movie because he was really behind it. Yeah. And uh, so they they show it to like Christian groups in the south, and the, he'd ask them if they're offended by it, and they said no because this guy is. Yeah, he's the hero of the movie. Yeah, as far as they were concerned, because <laughs> right. uh, yeah, he he sticks with it. He's, yeah, he's, he's yeah. like, and he he puts this really, he 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 really gets through to um, Lord Summerall at the end when he says, um, "If it you'll wasn't me, you'll be year. you'll be next." That this stood out again. way more for me this yeah. time around. You can tell it nails him. Yeah, he it about really it. does, and uh, that was something I'd missed in previous viewings. I think that is what makes a really good cult movie. You can keep coming back to it because it's ambiguous. You know, yes, is either one of these groups right? Uh, is Lord Summerall? Does he really believe in it, or is yeah. he working them as well as he's working the policemen? Uh, you know, um, you, you can see when you know how much of this is a conspiracy. When do they start playing him? Yeah, yeah, yeah it's. Yeah, you do want, so much better. You do wonder if the Lord Summer Isle is the puppet master, and uh, you know isn't really in full belief of what's going on. Yeah. Um, in the one thing that he says that I found really interesting was he said that, uh, you know, when they come looking for you, they won't find a trace. I, I found that very interesting. Mm. <laughs> of course, he was referring to the cremation they were about to do. <laughs> yes. Um. Yeah, the the right kind of adult is what they referred to him as, mm. which uh, he had to come up with. He, and he was even dressed as a fool, which at first, which was interesting. Yeah, I'm not sure how 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 old is the legend of like Punch Punchinella because that's an Italian how, thing, isn't it? Yeah, I I don't know it's it not before that far 19th back. century. Yeah, I, mean, I wouldn't think it was as. I mean, he he's Lord Summerall does does say that he's constructed this. Yeah system in the last his, his was it his grandfather or his, father yeah his grandfather started it in 1868 yeah, I think. yeah so it's only like about 100 years old yeah it's a it's a construct it's not necessarily original pagan yeah i want to know more about the salmon of knowledge <laughs> <laughs> salmon of knowledge yes <laughs> that's my costume this salmon of knowledge because the actual wicker man thing is is from france Oh, okay. Because it, it's uh, the oldest record of it is Julius Caesar when he was in Gaul. Oh, right really? about the Gallic Wars. Wow. And he describes the, the Wicker Man sacrifices. Now, do you think Nicolas Cage should have turned into a Wicker Man <laughs> in the remake? Because I think that was an avenue that they should have explored, where he slowly becomes stiffer and stiffer. <laughs> I think Maybe. that would work. Yeah, he, he could. It could be like Wicker Formers, where it's this walking giant that can turn into baskets and. Yeah, yeah. Or like an ant. And an ant, an ant. <laughs> kind Don of donkeys and sombreros. And... Yeah. Yeah. You, furniture, patio furniture. Anything you could name is not going to be more bizarre than what happens on screen with Nicolas Cage. <laughs> he could be like Plastic Man, but not as flexible. Oh man. He'd give um, you a nasty splinter, though. <laughs> Something about the sacrifice scene in the original that I, I found really interesting is that they do um, wash the sergeant and anoint him with oil before mm. they put the you know they put the gown on him and all that stuff. Yeah. So it is very much a religious ceremony, and he is definitely being martyred. So that yeah. 
that, that that is some stuff that really works rather than in the remake where they just knock out Nicolas Cage dressed as a bear and hoist him up by his ankles. <laughs> but it's a, it's a very interesting uh, construction, this thing, where there's like the arms have cages in them for like geese and mm, chickens. and goat. Yeah. Yeah, there's a goat That's and a pig. That's pretty distressing because you can hear them You can screaming. hear them screaming, I know. Oh. I wrote that in my notes too. It's horrifying. It's like, never mind the guy. <laughs> he could have had the good sense to avoid this. The farm animals are minding their own business and mm. got roped yeah, into this deal. Intense scene. And it's got that fantastic final shot where the the head of the wicker man burns and falls mm-hmm. and then you see the, the setting sun yeah. gets revealed. In, just in time for the credits to roll. Yeah. yeah. You know, and they couldn't shoot that many times. No, no, no that was a kind of one. They, they kinda look like built they built two Oh, did they? Things and I would have figured it was a one shot deal. Yeah, but they had the one that um, they had the one up on the hill. Then mm-hmm. they had they built one lower down so that they could shoot. So oh. that when the head went down, okay, yeah, you'd see the sun. But you'd still have to time that. You, it's like, yeah, you, how do you time that? Now, did you, you notice that rather than a building sense of dread, that there's just a building sense of frustration on the part of the main character? Like you don't really get that. Oh, this cult is revealing itself to be darker and darker. It's just the fact that. This guy is just getting stonewalled every which right. way he turns. And uh, they, they try to do something in the remake where, oh, there's there's hints that the girl is out there somewhere. And he, there's like giggling and running and it's it's just a dream. And is all this... she a ghost? Is, yeah. Yeah, is she a ghost? Exactly. Mm. Lord. And then <laughs> Nicolas Cage gets caged. <laughs> wow. <laughs> it is true. That's one of, the, one of the things that makes you respect him because I uh, he is fighting them for uh, you know about faiths but his mission is to find this girl and as far as you know they have you know, killed her. killed her or she's shut away yeah she's going to be sacrificed so yeah you know you you're with him hoping that he'll <clears throat> rescue her but they even use her whereas as a, as the a... remake you're like what the hell's going what on was... what is <laughs> What is this tied to these people? Why am I seeing this scene again? What reality to believe here? (laughs) What did he see in the? When did this become a B movie? Willow or whatever her name was, the the mom of Rowan in the remake. I mean, does she ever finish a sentence? I don't believe Um, so. No, but she's very pouty and the big doe eyes. Yeah. So Uh, I just kept thinking, where how? Where did they meet? What did they see in one another? Because they don't seem to have anything in common or well, they do any sort of chemistry. <laughs> they do clue us in at the end. Uh, I mean, she picked him out. Oh, right. Yeah, like the girls at the end are, are picking out a couple of other chumps. Mm-hmm. Yeah. One of which was James Franco. Yes. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> which was awesome. Um, we got weed on Summer's Isle. I'm yeah. married, man. <laughs> I, I have a, a note here from the remake where they, they're talking about Summer Zile. Um, they reveal it when they're having a discussion at the police station. Um, it's revealed to be sort of a, its own commune-like society. And one of them says, like the Amish or something. And, uh, and there's no phone service, which, of course, one of the earlier uses of that trope in uh, modern horror films. And then my note to myself here is, yes, we see his fucking pills. 
Like every time Nicolas Cage's character takes a pill, it's like he's got to rattle that bottle and you know, pop one, and you know, it's all dramatic. It's like yes, okay, so he's taking some antipsychotic drugs. Or Why whatever. did he keep thinking he'd get a signal? I don't know. And I, did he think they were going to just put up a tower while he was on the island? You know, the, get a signal. That's what he thought when he saw the Wicker Man. He's like, yeah. finally oh, a cell tower. Right. I'm just going to climb up there. <laughs> But yeah, they they really hit us Hi, over the head. Water. Yeah, they hit us over the head with the fact that he was having to take pills, which could explain, you know, his weird dreams and hallucinations. Yeah, I think they were. That's what it was, you know. And they also made it a good point to hit us over the head with all the photographs of the girls standing in the rock circles. Yeah, like just dozens and dozens of photos. How about the one where he's he's walking around the apiary and it and it pulls up and to show that he's in a maze. It's like a oh my it's god, it's a giant hive. It's a honeycomb shapes. Yeah. yeah. Oh. Uh, could you hit us over the head with some more stuff? <laughs> I kind of like the doorways with little honeycomb windows. It's a design motif. Yeah, I was like, you watch the original, and and uh, if you if you're looking for it, you can see how many times the hair pops up yeah t- I, like, I didn't even notice until the like uh the last like last night that uh when um when he he's at the castle mm-hmm. and there's lord summer only singing that filthy song yeah with the uh, rose the teacher yeah and she, her mug has got this relief hair on it oh as a decoration i didn't even mm. notice that i didn't either that's pretty interesting that was one point when our f- when the the film i'll say the dvd cut out the picture when he opened the coffin oh <laughs> like, is what is it? it what is it come on yeah. what is it? and then like a split second before the scene changed we saw oh it's a hair okay yes <laughs> i didn't remember what was in the grave i do like the fact that he just intrudes on the little song session and chucks it on the floor oh yeah he, his case would get thrown out of court wouldn't it if they I knew all the things he was so only busting into people's places and... yeah now let's sidebar for a second and talk about hot fuzz <laughs> i mean big, oh yeah, it's definitely a big tribute to definitely. wicker man isn't yeah, it yeah yeah um simon pegg's character you have you seen it will i've seen hot okay. fuzz yeah, so Simon Pegg's character shows up in much the same way, mm-hmm. very straight-laced, kind of arrogant uh, sergeant who's there to uh, bring law and order to this community that uh, can't seem to get it straight. And uh, a lot of the same tropes ensue. I do like the fact that at one point he discovers all of the bodies that of the people that they've killed. And uh, the, the, the living statue guy <laughs> is one of them. Do you remember this? I don't remember that he's, scene. He's all stiff with an expression on his face. Oh, I'm going to have to watch that again. Oh, it's so good. Um, but they it's really cool the way they do that because the um, the Cornetto uh, trilogy boys, mm-hmm. uh, um, they they do a good job of, of just giving the proper nods to all of these stuff that they draw from. And I think they did a nice job on that one, just saying kind of hello to the wicker man as they're making this thing the 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 battle royale they have in the miniature village kind of makes you think of a couple of kaiju just boxing it out (laughs) it's good and if our listeners haven't seen it um it's it's definitely worth a watch and it's a good companion to this and like if you if you need a palate cleanser like some eye bleach after watching Nicolas cage's version (laughs) Yeah, just watch Hot Fuzz. It'll it'll set you right. 
Eye bleach sounds like it should be bad. <laughs> well, it's like a palate cleanser. They should just call it eye limes. Eye limes. Yeah. New from Apple. Did you eye have limes. Did you have ear bleed in this country? The music. No. It was this really I know brutal industrial electronic music. They called it ear bleed. Yeah, it's just like it's really hard, relentless beat, and it's bizarre if you're <clears> if you're <throat> at a club and and they. And the people know it. Yeah, it's like everyone just starts doing this kind of stomping run. Dance is bizarre. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> yeah. Um, okay, so the the original versus the remake uh, being sort of the theme of the show. I've got to say, the not... remake is better. <laughs> there must be some things we that... all agree, right? Yeah, you've been taking too many of those psychotic drugs. Yeah, it's like let me rattle this. I haven't had enough of rattle this bottle and pop another pill. <laughs> like literally, every time he takes a pill. Oh, and the other thing was uh, the. Do any drugs work like that? I mean, are there any psychotropic drugs that you're supposed to pop anytime you feel like you're? grip on reality is apparently weakening <laughs> just take another one like it's a tic-tac <laughs> just yeah because i don't think that's good i would think it wouldn't <laughs> be but where does the remake get it right what do they do right there must be something uh nicholas cage that's it <laughs> <laughs> uh, is making the the pagan uh, community you, more sinister is that a, is that a good no, idea part of the reason this doesn't work is they said it in america you can believe an island of pagans even though they're not real pagans they're that kept traditions of, or, yeah, or revived traditions yeah, yeah in england whereas maybe they, um, they should have set it in guyana or something yeah kind of got the jim jones thing in there oh yeah. that'd been perfect they could have had something like that. I mean, just about anything else would have been better. And I, I have to say that um, by Dana Gould's recommendation, I've been listening to a podcast called You Must Remember This. Uh-huh. And I believe it's 12 installments talking about what they what the, um, the host uh, refers to as Charles Manson's Hollywood. Mm-hmm. And it's all about how he sort of tried to embed himself into this world and mm-hmm. make these connections and uh, one of them being Dennis Wilson um, from the Beach Boys. Yeah. Yep. It's really interesting to listen to how this guy built this whole society of, of followers around himself. And, and Where well, they lived at a, a Western movie ranch. Yeah, yeah Spawn, Spawn Ranch. Ranch. Yeah, this thing is so interesting. So definitely a shout out to that podcast for being very well researched and well delivered. So it's called You Must Remember This. Maybe um, that's what they should have done. You know, I would say because... Or maybe all... they should have done kind of Burning Man. Okay. And just go ahead and, you know... <laughs> mm-hmm. that Burning up... Man is actually really sinister, and they stick a B-grade actor inside <laughs> the Wicker Man and burn him in order to ensure a better Burning Man the next year. And he's screaming, I used to be good! I used to be good! <laughs> I won an Oscar! How'd I get burned? How'd I get burned? <laughs> I was an extra in Godzilla. (laughs) (laughs) So, uh, yeah, the Burning Man thing, we were talking about that on the way over here. Um, Is there any way that's not copying this movie? It looks exactly like it. (laughs) 
Yeah, I mean... The, the effigy of man that they burn well, at Burning Man? There's definitely man. been a revival in recent years of, like, pagan festivals. And, uh, like England's always had them. There's that, that, that hobby horse thing is ancient. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, you know, especially if you go in, out into the West Country, and up into the far north, you still see all these things. Things that have never gone away. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they've never gone away, but there's there's been, like, a revival across Europe of yeah pagan festivals and... And people wanting to mark change of seasons. And... Right. And that came out of the 60s. <laughs> Those dirty hippies. Yeah, like <clears throat> Wicca. Not Wicker. Wicca. That's a, that Wicca would, man. That would be in Boston. The Wicca man. <laughs> okay. Let's see. There were, there was a couple other things here. Um, oh, okay. Uh when when the uh, when the sergeant in the original when he gets back to the inn after the exhaustive search his door to door search where he's demanding answers and pounding on doors mm -hmm. he demands a whiskey and apparently they drug him and he wakes up and there's the weird hand candle with the wicks oh, coming the out hand, of hand of glory yeah, yeah. do you know anything about this hand of glory thing well you see the uh, you see where they got it from later don't you yeah well, he opens a coffin and there's a lady in there. Oh, hand, hand is chopped off. Okay. And then, yeah, later you see that it, they've made it into. So that was a witchcraft thing, where they would take a hand from a corpse, right? Yeah. That, so they'd usually cut it from a, a, a murderer's corpse in a gibbet, and uh, yeah, and it is said to have power in it. Depending on how long it's been dead. Yeah. <laughs> Did that... you ever look up the necromancer pants? <laughs> no, I did, forgot all about that. Man. Whip out the phone pants. and start looking up necro necromancer <laughs> pants. Uh, They're from Lulu Mon. <laughs> Sorry, those are yoga pants. No, necromancer <laughs> pants. They're tighter and uh, a lot grosser. They're from American Apparel. Yes. <clears throat> I do like the fact that the sergeant knocks out Punch. Mm -hmm. <laughs> the guy in the Punch costume. Yes. Punches yeah. him. That's, uh, oh, what's his name? That. Guy, he he's uh, yeah, look up his name. He he's like a mime. He worked with David Bowie on the Ziggy Stardust tour and things. Oh, like that. Okay. no kidding. Uh, yeah. So it, it's like strange to hear him speak. Oh. <laughs> oh, I'm spacing on his name now. Yeah, let's look it up. Yeah, the guy who plays McGregor, the landlord. Okay, let's look that up. The father of Britt Eklund. Yes. We can we can cut out the stammering and make it sound all. Yeah, she she does a good job of doing a Scottish accent. Yeah. I'm a. She doesn't do the. She doesn't sing. That's uh, Annie Ross. Doing, okay, I she did... does the song, but the rest of it's that's her doing. Really... Yeah. I'm I'm not Scottish, but it sounds good to me. Yeah, it sounds pretty good. I, I having watched a zillion hours of British television now <laughs> since the first time I watched this, I noticed last night I can understand everybody in the movie this time, whereas the first time I watched it. Okay. Some things were a little right. What I remember being confused when he was asking for the dinghy. Okay. It's the little boat. That's the dinghy. I know yeah, what, what it is, but I just I could not figure out what they were they mm -hmm. were talking about. The pronunciation dinghy. This time, dinghy. Uh, I watch it get everybody's you know accent sounds perfectly normal. The Nicolas Cage one was so mumbly at times. Yeah, I had I no idea what that. they were talking subtitles about. subtitles in that movie. And then Fish Lips there, she would never finish the <laughs> sentence. Uh, yeah, Lindsay Kemp. Yeah, okay. Yep. 
worked with Bowie on his mime and uh, and he performed on the Ziggy tour. Wow. That's pretty cool. So, um, favorite thing about the original Julian, like kind of in general? Uh, yeah, I love it. Everyone's so good in it. It's uh, Christopher Lee and Edward Woodward. It's, they they say it's their favorite roles ever played. No kidding. Yeah. Not Dracula. No. Oh. Brett. He, he was pretty tired of playing <laughs> my Dracula part. at this <laughs> at this point. Oh, I imagine. Um, because they, they were like the the main money makers at Hammer, so they were like having to crank them out. Right. Yeah. And their their other films were more interesting. But I could see this film of... being a lot more fun. Oh uh, yeah. I think Christopher Lee Such is interesting. Fantastic in this movie. Yeah, and he gets to quote poetry and. Yeah. I don't like his treatment of barrels of ale, though. (laughs) That's fine. You don't chop open a barrel of ale and roll it in the ocean. God of the ocean. Okay, maybe. God of the sea. (laughs) (laughs) That was a confusing thing in the in the remake. They're all matriarchal, but they kept referring to gods at the end. Yeah. Whereas you would think they would just be goddesses. Mm. Right. But whatever i didn't make the crap <laughs> i've only watched it numerous times yeah there, there like were like a car wreck <laughs> like a fiery car wreck that you have to smash your helmet into uh-huh i'm <laughs> popping pills every time to get only away if, from the visions only if you rattle the bottle first and when you get out your your epi pen <laughs> god damn that thing looked awful that epi pen well did you notice it he like took some it out sort of elephant tranquilizer <laughs> I like the fact that he takes it out of his luggage, opens it, looks at the two shots, and closes it, and then you see it's got a clear lid. So why did you open it and look at it? It's got a clear uh, lid. You should have just shown it to the camera and said, direct, hey, check it out. Plot point. Pardon me. Got to mm. take a pill. <laughs> so, um, yeah. Uh, this is got, it's, a, it's a really excellent movie. It's considered one of the best British movies of any kind. Yeah, uh, like when they, the British Olympics, they showed a clip of it as part of the. Oh really? Yeah, when they had a bunch of clips from the best British movies, or yeah. what they thought were the best British movies, that this was one of them. Yeah, and it, you you do end up with not a Hollywood ending. No. <laughs> and this is this is the big spoiler. Uh, yeah. Yeah, they, the studio uh, was uh, uh, the uh, you know executives are aware of it from British Line who are watching it, and the movie finished and they were just. You can't end it like that. <laughs> you say we are. Yeah. Maybe there's, maybe there's a trap door and he gets part, out. Part of the reason the film got like buried by the higher ups. Ah. They said, "Can't you, can't you have it so that it suddenly rains? God makes it rain, and he gets rescued." No. Nope. He burns alive. It didn't happen. <laughs> yeah. So. Um, at the at the uh, at the end after um, after they take uh, the sergeant and wash him and anoint him, and he's making all these proclamations of his Christian faith. Um, Christopher Lee's character, Lord Summer Isle, says, "It's time to keep your appointment with the wicker man," and he definitely <laughs> puts emphasis on man. Mm. <laughs> so, I wrote that down because I thought I need to put that soundbite in right about here, um, if I can find it. Okay. I couldn't find a good clip since I had loaned you the DVD, Julian. I couldn't find a good clip of the poem from The Wolfman. But oh. I did, as you noticed, I found the That's What She Said clip. <laughs> <laughs> I've not listened to The Wolfman. Oh, you yet. haven't? No, okay. No, no, no. 
So two things I didn't get were the okay. um, the the poem about uh, even a man who is pure at heart, mm-hmm. blah blah blah. Uh, I couldn't find one of those that sounded good that was on YouTube clips, and I forgot to put in the Wolf Cop rap. So stick it on the end of this episode. <laughs> <laughs> we'll go from that folky tune into Wolf Cop rap. <laughs> That's a smooth transition. <laughs> So, um, I feel like we've kind of covered the original pretty well. Uh, I was horrified at the geese and pigs screaming when mm-hmm. the fire engulfed them. I hope none were really hurt in the making of the movie. No, they weren't. They cooked them all. <laughs> yes. Well, they weren't hurt as much as they were barbecued. <laughs> There's a difference. They were all delicious and the cast ate well. Apparently, Edward Woodward uh, hurt his foot and that was as oh, far yeah. as the injury went. He was so cold at the time, he didn't notice. No, yeah. Yeah. His feet were numb. Yeah, he, he kind of uh, heavily bruised his ankle. So, in the remake... Whereas Nicolas Cage had his actual legs broken. <laughs> yeah, that's method. that's his dedication. Yeah, he's method, for sure. <laughs> he is method. And, you know, his friends call him Method Man. Yeah. Um, when he does the DIY exhumation of the, of the child grave, instead of a, a hair or rabbit or whatever, um, he finds the burned doll. Yes. And later there's a confrontation where he screams over and over, how to get burned, how to get burned, how to get burned. <laughs> That's at one hour, 15 minutes. <laughs> that is for the any... best part of the that, movie. We, we'll pause for another soundbite. Yes. Mm, here. How to get burned. How to get burned. How to get burned. How to get burned. <laughs> so, yeah, if, if I feel like paying for renting it again... <laughs> Hopefully there's a YouTube clip. I'm of sure there's a YouTube clip. There's got to be all yeah. over the place. Yeah, uh, it's my ringtone. And I and I thought a good a good intro into this would be the part where he goes, "This doesn't make any sense." <laughs> oh, that's the, always a good sign in a movie. When, yeah. Yeah. Some some character says, "This makes no sense. This is crazy." Uh, yeah. And uh, there's there's a couple other funny things that he so, said. Well, so, pretty much all his dialogue. <laughs> they they make it out to be harvest mm-hmm. in this in the remake, but then they have all the bee stuff. So yeah, were the bees the harvest? I mean, they, is it harvesting honey? It's just what, yeah, they just. And then he goes in that barn and he finds like all those all that produce up there in the loft. Well, there, who's hiding it? The girl with the uh, basket of apples who was eating an apple. Uh huh. I think that's who had it hidden. Okay, okay. Lily. Uh, yeah, is that her name? Lily Sabowski. <laughs> <laughs> she she was chopping wood later on. Uh huh. Um, Looked totally stoned out of her mind in that scene. Vince Gilligan, who we know from originally the X Files, who who did make Breaking Bad and now Better Call Saul, he says very very clearly in one of the podcasts that he talked on that. Um, well, I had him eating an apple in this scene because you know if you really want to make someone look like an asshole, have him eating an apple. <laughs> And what's great about that is, uh, and this is a little bit of a sidetrack, but uh, not on there, this show. There's <laughs> there's a scene where um, Mike is surveilling the house where the Kettlemans have the money hidden. Uh-huh. He's got binoculars and he's listening to like a baseball game on the radio or whatever, and it shows him eating an apple. But then you look later on, and there's like three or four apple cores on the little wall next to him, the, <laughs> the little garden wall. And I'm thinking, oh, so he's that much of an asshole. The uh, movie Gone Girl that they talk about uh, 
uh, one of the characters in a scene is eating French fries because <laughs> she thought it would be good. Um, being a new actress, uh, she didn't realize they would do scene mm. after scene, take after take after take. <laughs> They're talking about, like, she ate so many French fries that day, she probably oh. never want them again. <laughs> and if you see Thomas Howell in The Hitcher, that'll fix you right there. Yeah. Do you remember that French fry? More of a finger food. More of a finger food, yeah. <laughs> that was a good one. Um, okay, so so Nicolas Cage's character, uh, I think it's Ed or something. I just refer to him as Sergeant Nick. So he's, he's named after the actor from the original. Oh, okay. Maybe. Edward, Edward I, I don't know, I'm just that would make sense. I mean, they Edward. did they did give a nod to him by putting that missing poster in the police station, mm. which I missed. But why would they have that in the I don't police know. station? It's um, a really old case from a different country. <laughs> <laughs> it's a 1973 cold case. Yeah. Jeez. Oh, um, when when Nick gets into Sister Summer Ziles' house. Um, there's a haggard guy in the bed. I'm not sure what he's doing. And then in a room, there's a girl sitting in a chair, and she has a beard of bees. Uh-huh. Mm. Why? Because it's weird, man. <laughs> yeah, it's like The Shining. It's like weird. It's like it's Nicolas like the... Cage is in his little go-kart going around his house, and there's <laughs> bee-bearded women, and... The twins. And the, and the butler getting, yeah, a, that, that, getting a beeger from that the... That guy in the bed might as well be getting out of a bath. Yeah. yeah. It's true. Okay. So it's there because it's weird. Yes. Okay. Then Nick goes running all crazy and stops the girl on the bike, which turns out to be Sister Rose from the schoolhouse. Yes. He just commandeers the bicycle. <laughs> At gunpoint. Yeah. Um, step away from the bike, I believe is what he says to her. <laughs> Police this business. fucking movie. <laughs> And then the, then the creepy old twins are in the road right after that. Okay. And they all talk at... Oh, so you've got creepy twins as well. Yeah. So it's not like The Shining at and all. They, they talk at the same no, time. No, no. Yeah, and Sister Rose has a twin pop-up at some point that they never really explain. So the, the other than they cast the same actress <laughs> in two roles. Really? Yeah. He stops some lady at some point and goes, didn't I just see you at the schoolhouse? Uh-huh. She goes, No. And it's the same actress. She just has different color hair. And they don't really explain it. I guess she's a twin. Twins keep popping up in the movie. Because mm. that's freaky. Yeah, they're weird. Well, you, you, these islands. Like uh, when I was up in the north of Japan, you have these little isolated communities. There's lots of twins. Ah, okay. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. It's like a genetic roll of the dice thing that keeps happening. Mm-hmm. Inbreeding. Is that what you're saying? Mm-hmm. <laughs> He's not saying that, dear listeners. I said that. I believe they call that twin cest. <laughs> Limited genetic. That's it. That's the show. Clothes. Good night. <laughs> <laughs> so they they have the same costume about let or the same conversation about letting the costume out when they're talking to the woman who's going to be wearing the bear costume. Oh. Not the punch costume, the bear costume. Mm. Yeah, they have a lot of lines that are repeated from the yeah from the original. The original, and he knocks her the fuck out. Yes, he, he <laughs> I mean, really, not... really doesn't hold back. Yeah, he punches through the target. Yeah, Emily, uh, she appreciates that when if uh, women aren't given quarter, you know, being the the fairer sex or whatever. 
she like she you know we we enjoy watching like hong kong martial arts movies where they they're just like they yeah. go at each other you're an, yeah. opponent. you're an opponent doesn't matter what yeah. gender you are right yeah. you know she appreciates that but lily sabowski didn't look like she was much of a threat <laughs> and she got kicked in the face <laughs> in the oh, face i don't remember that oh my god well, Right after, right after Sergeant Nick dons the bear costume and goes running wild in it. That was the most ridiculous shot in the whole movie for me. I remember that as like a, this long shot from across the glade. And he's going up this hill and it's yeah. like quite a long shot. Oh, it's forever. And he's in this bear costume. It looks like he's in this bizarre game show or something. <laughs> uh, it's just... When we finally see Sister Summerzile, I have to say that that way too, Summerzile... Um, Ellen Burstyn. Ellen Burstyn. Uh, she's wearing Braveheart makeup. Actually, that makeup is the, I believe, the exact same pattern that a junkie in Dragnet wore in a, <laughs> I don't remember, if the LSD story. And I believe they call him Little Boy Blue, and he has half his face painted blue like that and blonde hair. Mm. Oh. That's what it reminded me of. That's but yeah, Braveheart, too. You know, that is called Woad. <laughs> it's a Celtic yeah, oh, okay. thing. Yeah. yeah, this uh this we have to take pause there for a second and say Dragnet, not exactly accurate on their drug culture references. <laughs> they did a lot more to uh cause panic. I have never seen that. Is that the one where it's like that really grim clipped intro mm-hmm. yes. the guy's speaking about yeah. this is Dragnet. Yeah, yeah the uh this is the city. Okay. I carry yeah. a badge. My name's Friday. I've heard a parody of that. Is that someone did a, who was it? Did a par- parody of that where it's George and the Dragon. Oh really? <laughs> There's a zillion parodies okay. of Dragon. Right. It, it really, you know, I don't know. I played for a zillion years, I believe. Mm. Much the same way as the sergeant in the first one, mm-hmm. um, with the exception of the fact that he does get a few kicks and punches in. Yeah, they smash his limbs as well, don't they? Yeah, yeah they, they, they break his legs. Yeah, they made it so he could not get away. But he not not you know not without him uh, getting his kicks and punches in right. first. Bitches, yeah, bitches. <laughs> um, yeah, he KOs a woman and grabs. He KOs at least three women. Yeah, <laughs> he he's like surrounded by a hundred people, and he he tries to kung fu his way out. Yeah, yeah, it's not gonna work, Nick. Nope. But you know what? You should do it anyway. If you know they're going to do something horrible to you, you should try and take as many of them out as possible just because. But uh, you, you think uh, the, the lines that the policeman comes out with, with in the original, that they're going to hurt a yeah. lot longer than, than know, he is using karate on any yeah. two of them. You know? <laughs> yeah, he really does. You know. he, he plants the seed in there. <sighs> yeah, they punked him. They definitely punked him. They got him all the way up the hill and in the bear suit. And they used the girl as a as bait. And uh, Rowan and Martin. <laughs> poor Rowan. And Martin. She was a pawn. The letter was from all of us here. The power, <laughs> the powerful sacrifice was him. Like we got together and wrote a letter to the editors <laughs> community. And when he asks Willow why she's done this to him, uh, then it's revealed that she's the daughter of Sister Summer's Zile. Yeah. And that he was going to die a martyr's death. But he's not really a martyr. He's just trying to do good. He's trying to do what he thinks is the right thing. He's not devout. No, in no way. Yeah, they totally... 
they forget that part of it. Yeah. Which is kind of dumb. And uh, he's just kind of dumb. It, it, it's more of a gender thing, and then uh, it's totally it? yeah. It's, it's, oh yeah, it's a super karate cop. Yeah. <laughs> versus these women. When it's when he discovers he doesn't have any bullets, the beatdown begins, and there is an ow my legs. There's another one that's worthy of a soundbite. <laughs> And, I, and I, I wrote myself a note here. Okay, we get it. So is this oh, one of those movies legs. that people watch and memorize the lines and talk uh, back to? I don't know. I have. Okay. <laughs> this one this one could become one of those movies. Mm. <clears throat> I so did this, see... get, this got theatrically released? I, yeah. 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 I remember seeing ads for it everywhere. Mm. This was, um, the, it was the very early stages of VOD being a thing. Uh, so most movies Back then, you know, might go direct to DVD, but direct to VOD wasn't so much a thing. I think they say sexually transmitted diseases now, not VOD. <laughs> but whatever. Yeah. When they uh, like uh, tried to bury the release of the original one, it went out as the B movie on a double bill. Oh, okay. With Don't Look Now. So you, you think that's a hell of a double bell. I've not seen Don't Look Now. Oh, that's an amazing, that's another good one. I'll have to watch Donald it. Sutherland. It's, it's the one where they go to Venice. Okay. I won't, I won't say anymore because you haven't seen it. Donald Sutherland goes to Venice. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds good. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's good. It's... Does he wear pants? <laughs> there's, a... there's a sex scene in there which is quite surprising. <laughs> Uh, where he does not like, wear pants. Startling, perhaps. Uh, it's the one where the, the, he he's lost his daughter, who uh, she drowns near, near the start of the movie. I'm not spoiling yeah. it, but uh, she's signified by red. Okay. And he starts seeing this figure in red running around Venice. Oh, okay. Yeah. I have to watch it. Sounds it's good. really good. But imagine if it was like the remake going out with something as, as good as <laughs> Don't Look Now. <laughs> You'd be like, what? <laughs> Now, before we're done talking about the fabulous Nicolas Cage version of this movie, um, the, the, the corrected version, the remake, um, it should be noted that after Ow My Legs, and they hoist him up, not, not, to the, not to the middle of the torso, but all the way to the head of the Wicker Man, um, they light this thing. They have Rowan light the pyre, the, the little girl. She, mm-hmm. she lights it. And, uh, it's one of those long kitchen matches. <laughs> after some screams he's totally engulfed and you know he's not gonna there's not gonna be a save uh it's done do you feel like it kind of takes the impact away from that by going six months later and here's some other stuff happening yeah they didn't have to do that i mean it seemed dumb mm-hmm. there's a lot of dumb 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 storytelling in this movie <laughs> um did we need to see any of Nicolas cage's backstory I mean, the original he lands on the island. You get to know who he is during the investigation. Right. Um, Nicholas Cage is not playing any sort of complex character in this. Wait, wait, what? <laughs> He's a mile wide and an inch deep. <laughs> yeah. Why? Why do we need any sort of backstory on him? It doesn't do. Yeah, you get enough flashbacks. Yeah. Oh God, you get so many flashbacks. I hate the flashback. So much. I think there's one in the original. Mm. One flashback. Is there? I don't remember a flashback. I think there is when he's looking at the photos of the past harvests. Hmm. I don't Isn't remember. There? Okay. Maybe I'm wrong. But uh, 
but they don't hit you over the head with it. No, no. and in the um, the one of the uh, when they cut it down for mm-hmm. release, uh, one of the first things to go was the start of it where it shows the policeman going to church and oh, okay, uh, you know, it really establishes him. And yeah, it, and and he goes to church when it's uh, when uh, and it shows like the Christian form of yeah. sacrifice. Yeah, yeah. The, you know his own ritual. That's true. But it, it, yeah, it kind of sets it up. So you do get a little bit of setup, but that that's important. Whereas yeah. Nicholas Cage's stuff, what he's crazy. Um, <laughs> um, you find out yeah. later they made they faked this accident. Check to make him crazy. Check. <laughs> it uh, makes no sense to the point where he's got that. This rat. doesn't make any sense. <laughs> it doesn't. Step away from the bike. So so one of them went out there and drove a truck down the hill. And... I guess that's what you're supposed to take, and then a little wow. girl disappeared. Wonder how they learned to drive an eighteen wheeler on. How they on that island on, on B Island. They built one out of logs yeah. <laughs> for practice. Yeah. I don't know. Well, the professor did it on Gilligan's Island, but you wouldn't know anything about that. <laughs> lucky, lucky, lucky! You've never watched Gilligan's Island, have you? I saw the the is it a TV movie or it's the Harlem Globetrotters? Mm. Uh, probably. I, I saw it because Jack Arnold directed it. Mm. Oh, okay. he did some of the episodes apparently. Well, and I thought, all right, I'll check it out because Jack Arnold. Well, the episode yeah. you want to see is the one where they almost get off the island, but Gilligan fucks it up in the end. <laughs> I believe that's all of them. <laughs> Why didn't they murder Gilligan? <laughs> they should have been roasting him on a spit. No, I just think maybe he goes out to the lagoon and he didn't come back. They could remake it with, guess who is? James Franco as Gilligan <laughs> and Nicolas Cage as Skipper. Right, right. Or should oh. he be the professor? The professor, because he's so smart. <laughs> Let's see. Um, Sid Haig do, does a good skipper. I've seen him in the skipper costume because mm-hmm. he and Bill Mosley did a magazine cover. All right. <laughs> as Gilligan and the skipper. I'm not even kidding. He makes a good skipper. Yeah, I'd see that. Yeah. I would totally get on that. I'd watch that. <laughs> so at the at the end of this movie, when we see the um, James Franco and his chin beard bro, um, they meet these two sisters from the that uh, turns out. Are the cute girls from the island? I have a note here. Dun, dun, dun. Pretty much. They've been lured, long conned, whatever, and then they overwhelmingly uh, uh, bring in the sound effect of the bees buzzing. Mm. And the most important part of the movie, well, the text at the end that says, For Johnny Ramone. Oh! <laughs> yes! What? Oh, what? God damn it! <laughs> Damn this! What the movie. fuck did Johnny Ramone do to deserve this? <laughs> oh God! This is after his death, I'm sure. It was. <laughs> Maybe it's what did it. Shortly. <laughs> I guess. Yeah. Oh man. <laughs> did he express interest in this film? Was he um, signed on to do the soundtrack? I what? think they waited till he died so they could <laughs> stick his name at the end of it. Was he just the most recent celebrity death they could slap on the end? Yeah, maybe. Bring up the Google. Who died recently? <laughs> All right, type that in. We're good. <laughs> uh, oh, so, oh, poor Johnny Ramone. I know. He did nothing to deserve this. No. That the, I know of. A good palate cleanser after that would also be uh, Invasion of the Bee Girls. Oh, oh, yeah. It's like bee women. Yeah? Yeah. That'd be a good one. 
In what way are they bee girls? I have not seen they, this. They turn into bees. Oh. <laughs> They're bar girls who turn into bees. Feed off men. Hmm. All right. You can also watch The Wasp Plummet. Oh, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think that one's a uh, public domain movie. Susan I believe that is a public domain movie. We could release our own special edition of that one. Yeah, Susan <laughs> Talbot. <laughs> yeah. With Car- her. Cabot, yeah. Cabot, yeah. yeah Cabot. With her uh, crazy son. Look that up on the internet. <laughs> There's a lot of crazy s- stories behind movies and, and the actors in them. You don't have to dig very deep to find some craziness. Yeah. I've, I've learned that from digging not very deep. <laughs> ah, they're so, all... Has Nicolas Cage's uh, son, uh, Kal-El, gone into movies yet? I've not, not heard yet, about I this. I don't believe. I hope he does. Kal-El. <laughs> Named after the famous comic book Batman. Ah, so, he wasn't always in bad stuff. Nicolas Cage was in some good movies. I can't name it. Didn't any. he have some serious tax issues? Yeah, yeah. He he bought like a skeleton of a cave bear for like six million dollars or he, something. He he had a castle in Austria as well, didn't he? Oh what? <laughs> he had a castle in Austria oh, yes, or yes. Bavaria or somewhere. One of those. Something like that, and a copy of Action Comics number one, mm-hmm. which gonna, was stolen. I'm gonna look him up, and I'm gonna try to just let's see. Oh come on now typed in Nick Cage. There we go. <clears throat> he was good in Leaving Las Vegas. No, that movie was terrible. About Wild at Heart. But he did Wild he, at Heart. Yeah, he did a good job in that. I thought he did a good job in in Leaving Las Vegas. I'm not saying the movie itself was good, but he yeah, so. he was selling it. I believe he did a good job. Let's see. Um apparently Pay the Ghost sucks. That's a recent one. I've not seen that. Uh, so his his idea now is to make instead of a ten million dollar movie, just make ten movies for a million dollars each. And that sounds your, good. And that's your year. Uh, let's see, Grindhouse. Who was he? Oh, he was Fu Manchu in yeah, that fake yeah, trailer. Yeah. That's right. He does she a great. She wolves of the SS or something. Yeah, he does a great cackle. Mm-hmm. Yeah, werewolf women of the SS. Werewolf women. Yeah. Of the SS. yeah. Um. Scrolling, scrolling, scrolling. Adaptation. He did a good job at playing twins in that. He was good in adaptation. Yeah. Eight millimeter. I remember liking it. I haven't uh, watched it recently. I like Drive Hard. It was fun. Yeah. I enjoyed Con Air and The Rock, mm-hmm. yeah. although I know they weren't yeah. necessarily quote unquote good movies. I enjoyed them. And exciting action movies. That's what they set out to be. And his best feat of acting was playing John Travolta in Face Off. <laughs> Could they not have found people more different in stature? Yeah. <laughs> oh, Man. Oh, let's see. Uh, what else we got here? That's got probably... a headache remembering Face Off. Yeah. <laughs> I don't remember Vampire's Kiss. Oh, I saw that. Was it any good? No. No? <laughs> it's terrible. Oh, he was in Fast Times at Ridgemont High? Yep background character of some sort <laughs> that's probably enough research on nicholas live in I person i believe he played phoebe cates in that film 
<laughs> the, the part he body doubled her with the part where she gets out of the pool. Yes, Nicholas Cage has great tits. <laughs> Take that out of context. Every time I hear moving in stereo, I think of Nicholas Cage's chest. <laughs> oh, that is indelibly etched into my mind. Uh, yep. Sorry. That's 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 the mark of having grown up when I did. Yep. All right. Do you feel like we covered it pretty well? I think we Uh-oh. covered the hell out of it. It never needs to be discussed again by no. anyone. No, we Let clo- us never mention it again. <laughs> Close the chapter on that. We'll, we'll outro with that nice folky tune, and then we'll just fade that right into the Wolf Cop rap. <laughs> and, then, and then the outro will be how to get burned. How to get burned. <laughs> I think we should just have that on a loop behind this whole podcast. How to get burned. How to get burned. Yeah, just, just low enough to where it's not interrupting get us. Get you're a bunch of wackos all right bitches (laughs) (sighs) so we're now in we're we're now at at the point where we've decided we're not going to talk about what we're going to watch next week in case we change our minds (laughs) face off it's Uh, not a horror movie but (laughs) haxton We're going to talk about Haxon next week. Uh, I mean, four weeks from now. Four weeks from now, we will rebroadcast the Haxon episode. Yes, it'll be our greatest hits. Um, so we will uh, we will be available one week from now for your listening enjoyment. All right. Thank you for listening. And if you get a chance, please rate, review, and subscribe on iTunes or whatever outlet you found this on, SoundCloud. But iTunes really does get us noticed, and um, it's all we can ask of you. We don't want your money. Well, we're not going to get your money. So uh, <laughs> I don't know what was so particularly funny about that plea. No, not that. <laughs> I'm still laughing at how much. So, yeah, please do rate, review, and subscribe if you get a chance. And uh, until next time. Thank you for listening and stay off the moors. Stay off the pagan island. Oh, man. <laughs> How to get burned. 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 Take those masks off. Hey, Come here. is your destiny it is your destiny back up you will sit beside the gods and goddesses for all of eternity back up i swear to god i will shoot you you bitches you bitches this is murder murder you'll all be guilty And you're doing it for nothing! Killing me won't bring back your goddamn honey! Oh, no, not the bees! Not the bees! Ah! I don't have my eyes! My eyes! Ah! Ah! I was very happy to read it. It's a remarkable film. I mean, it's a cult film still all over the world. 
they're talking about remaking it in America with Nicolas Cage. No, that's, I mean, that's what Universal says. They're going to remake the movie, but I don't know what they're going to do. And somebody said they'd seen on the internet that they wanted me in the film. I thought, well, what do I play? Because if this is an American story, and he's an American, obviously, and everybody else is American, well, I could play Americans. But what would I do in the story? I could play Lord Samurai, obviously. Um, so I don't know what's going to happen. In the streets, half man, half wolf, pure breeze. Patrol the town looking for trouble, man. Stuffing dead bodies in my duffel bag. Slice your face, rip the head off your body. Slam a cold boom, pump your body with the shoddy. Drinking human blood in the sacrifice. Welcome to the seance. See you in the afterlife. No team wolf, just a man with a taste for blood. Watch the barrel stop smoking when you choke on mud. Till you met me, you know what trouble was. Till I filled your jean jacket with a couple slugs. Curse, with this curse, I'm a monster. Pissing on fire hydrants, foaming at the choppers. I hear he menace with a badge and a gun. Don't bother trying to hide, cause there's nowhere you can run from the wolf cop. Yeah, I'm the wolf cop. Don't try to hide from the wolf cop. Yeah, I'm the wolf cop. cop. Oh, damn. Mr. Wolfie got a plan. Forget Frankenstein more like the son of Sam. Soon as that full moon hits, there's no turning back. Everything turns to black. You can kiss my hairy ass. Bruh, how you like it? I've got you now. Don't bother trying to fight it. Welcome to my hell. You've all been invited. Once you've been bitten, there's no way you can hide it. Forget wizards and witches. I'll leave you with stitches. Just for a speedy ticket, I'm pit with a sickness. There's no antidote. I'm alone on this highway. Drifting in the dark. Just sparking a new crime wave so go pray to the priest and drink your holy water grab your guns lock the doors hide your daughters you think you got me surrounded you better get your piece and bullet and better have a silver bullet because i'm the wolf cop yeah i'm the wolf cop don't try to hide from the wolf cop yeah i'm the wolf cop i'm the wolf cop, cop. 
Yeah, I'm the wolf cop. Cop, cop, yeah.